don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm Kyle. And I am Nathan. And this is If You Had To, though. Nathan, we are back for another episode. Yet another episode. Yet another. People keep trying to cancel the show and we keep coming back and doing another one. Yes, we just won't die. We won't leave. We're that annoying cousin who comes over and is like constantly following you and your friends around. We're that annoying cousin who won't die. (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know that annoying cousin who is always around and they're always living every christmas i see him i'm like oh god god oh god jeffrey you're not dead yet for god's sake when will you just die jeffrey (laughs) and you 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 say to your auntie look when are you gonna kill off your son he's getting very annoying i mean now he's married with children like he just keeps going on about how much he loves his family it's really upsetting me every time i see him he's saying oh i've got such a zest for life i love life (laughs) so much and you're just sitting there scowling at him so (laughs) yeah Jeffrey. He he's sitting there in his ivory tower enjoying the, the luxuries of life. What has he ever done for me other than lend me money, let me stay with him, give me his car, you know. Yeah. He patched up my wounds when I got beaten to death by that nun. Other than those few things, he's done nothing for me. Absolute fuckle. He like we're sitting there seething every day that he lives. Like, sitting in yeah. a dark room, just turning the light on and off. Um, I mean, I'm living at his house right now, and I am refusing to let them turn the light on because I'm so seething and goth and angry. <laughs> yeah, and you do have photos of him posted all around your room um, <laughs> that you throw darts at regularly. I mean, I ran out of darts a while ago. I've just been throwing my feces at the wall. I mean, that's what you do with people like Jeffrey. You can't help yourself. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, as as I was saying, we are basically the Jeffrey of podcasts. We just won't die. Oh, yes, that's correct. That was we my are, original was point. Like, How dare you? <laughs> we are the podcast that other podcasts cannot kill. No matter how much they try, no yeah. matter how much the podcasting society um, threaten us. Oh, the podcasting clan, the clan of podcasters. The, the, the podcasting cabal. Yes, exactly. They gather together on a Thursday evening. So is there a word that begins with P that means conspiracy? Podcasting... Parishioners. Parishioners. The pod... <laughs> yes, the podcasting parishioners. Because it's a religion. Yes, of course. Yeah, everyone who wants to make a podcast has to sign up to the council of podcasting parishioners. Everyone knows this. If you at home think you don't know this, you're lying to yourself and to us. Mostly to yourself, but mostly to us. So the premise of this show is that we create scenarios for each other resulting in two possible outcomes. We'll discuss each outcome's pros and cons and decide definitively on the correct answers. That is correct. It's definitive, precise, exact truth. Or I swear on this stack of podcasting Bibles, uh, may, may the podcasting God strike me down if I'm lying. The podcasting <laughs> God, Peter. 
Yeah, Peter the podcasting god. Peter the podcasting parishioner. Well, then he's not a god, then, is he? If he's one of the parishioners, he's not the god. I mean, he's unto a god. He he calls himself a god as he struts there's around. A, the pantheon. Peter the podcasting pantheon. I mean, that Perfect. doesn't make sense because pantheon means more than one god. They're, yeah. It's a series of gods all called Peter, and they yes. are the gods of podcasting. Exactly. It all makes sense now. The it gods all makes of sense. Podcast. It's not confusing at all. <laughs> no. It's funny you should mention gods and parishioners and things, because you have finally turned your life around, haven't you, Nathan? Oh, thank Peter, yes. You used to be a puppy-murdering, orphan-abusing arsehole, but you yes. saw the error of your ways and you decided to become godly, become you decided to go to church every day and be the best person that you could be. You've been doing all sorts of good. You've been helping out at soup kitchens. Yeah, I've been cleaning up all that soup. Yeah, you've been cleaning up litter. You've been cleaning. You cleaned yep. an entire beach the other day. That was impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I cleaned up the whale that was on the beach. I ate it. So it was taken off of the beach. Fantastic. And so good have you been, Nathan. You have done an entire 180. You are like you have a halo glowing around you now. And uh, everyone you meet is just congratulating you. What they want to shake your hand. Like you go to the church and instead of looking at the priest, they're looking at you because you're you just emanate goodness. You're the, you're the Ned Flanders of the world. Oh, and I have the moustache to prove it. Mm -hmm. So about a month after you've turned your life around, you are laying in bed one night when an angel appears before you. And it is a proper angel, like the one from the Bible. It's got like a lion's head, an ox's head, a human head and a whatever the other one is. A snake's oh, head, possibly? Oh, that's what a angel looks like. Uh, yeah. If you, oh! If you actually read the Bible, Nathan, the, like, the descriptions I mean, of yes, angels are... I mean, I mean, as we all know, I'm godly and, you know, um, holy and definitely not just doing this so I, I don't get thrown back into the super prison in the centre of the earth again. Exactly. This is all, this is all pure decency and holiness. So, and um, obviously I know that this multi-faced animal creature that just turned up in my room is an angel. And yes. I did not try and kill it with a spear. No, you you, you recognise this thing instantly. And this, this being appears before you with its mighty voice and it says, Nathan, I am an angel. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, there, there is a massive echo. It goes on for like half an hour. Every word that they say, <laughs> hello, oh, Every single oh, word. oh, yeah. By the end of the sentence, I'd have forgotten what the sentence started with. <laughs> you would have thought so, but like because it's an angel, its voice is so captivating that you're just enthralled for the entire 12 hours that you're sitting there. And uh, the angel says to you, you are the one and only person in the world who has managed to turn from evil despicable scum into a good honest church-going boy and for that we want to make you our messiah oh i mean this was unexpected i, I didn't i didn't realize that you could apply to be a messiah ho 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 you were chosen by the higher beings themselves peter his holiness peter smiles down upon you <gasps> I, I instantly fall to my knees and go, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. Ha 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 ha. Then like the heads spin around and like the lion one starts talking. Yes. So Peter has decided to give you one of two Messiah powers. 
The first is that you may give life to another, exchanging your own life for theirs. So basically, this this first power is that you would be able to remove a day of your life and give an extra day to another person. You could remove a year of your life and give that year to oh, another see, person. I, completely I thought you meant I could create a new life. No, you cannot create it. Well, you can create a new life unless you're sterile. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I've never checked. I, I honestly don't know. I'm. <laughs> I mean, Let me just you... do a quick internet quiz. Um, yeah. you know, which which friend's character are you? And um, if, yep, it turns out I'm sterile. Okay, so you can't and give I'm, life. I'm, I'm Chandler and I'm sterile. Fantastic. Um, but now I can give life. If you choose this power. Uh, he says, and the second power will be that you can resurrect any person at any time. Only problem is, it's there's a 50-50 chance the person will become a zombie instead of being resurrected, and then their soul is doomed forever. Oh, okay. So not really the okay, not really the friendly thing to do, as I was thinking. I mean, it's kind of friendly. You could resurrect someone from the dead, and they would be really happy and like, oh yes, I'm alive again. All their souls damned for eternity. <laughs> There is that, but you know, let's, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. So I can extend someone else's life by exchanging yeah. one of my days. Any amount of time at all that you want. You can take away years of your but life and give it problem. to someone else. Yeah. Do I know how like do am I given a ticking clock of how many days I have to give? Because I uh, don't know like how many days of life I'm due. No, you do not know. So you could give away, I don't know, a week of your life and then die the next week. I could give away more days than I've got left. You could. You could, if you did, you would die instantly. Ah, see, that's the problem. Yeah, so I need to be careful with my days. Yes, but if if say you knew someone was uh, going to be dying soon and they just wanted one more day of life to go and do whatever they wanted to do, you could give them a day and they could go and enjoy it. How does this benefit me? It doesn't benefit you, but now that you are this good, you've turned over oh, this yes, new yes, leaf. Oh yes, yes, pure and innocent. I mean, not. I obviously don't want an ulterior motive to extending someone else's life. But hypothetically, let's say I was a greedy <laughs> arsehole who was only interested in myself. Yeah. What would be the benefits to myself? I do have one. Okay. The um, wealthy heiress that I'm trying to seduce and get put in their will, but they keep rejecting me. If I give them a little longer to live, mm. then I have more time to seduce them and get myself in the will. You do. Also, if if people found out you had this ability, they might pay you money to uh, exchange some days. Yes. Is a day the lowest amount I can give? I can't give like a second, like a couple of extra seconds to someone or something. I would say you could probably give 10 minutes if you really wanted to. It would just take 10 then minutes I off your life. It. Yes. So in that case, then I would charge like a thousand pounds per 10 minutes. Fantastic. You would make a killing because you know people would be able to live Some rich an extra who doesn't want to die will ask yeah. me for like a thousand minutes yeah the problem with that is they're paying you all this money you think oh this is great i'm getting loads of money you give away too much of your time and then you're dead and you can't spend I'm the money dead yeah can i extend the life of a scientist who is studying how to make people immortal 
and then <laughs> if, alive long enough to give me immortality. See, you're, you've only got your lifespan. So if you think that a scientist would be able to invent immortality within your lifespan, then okay. you can I need it. to. I need to find two scientists that I give away my life to. Okay. One who's studying immortality and another who's studying time travel. Okay, if that's w- where you want to so, put you know, all of your powers. I put, I put an ad on Craigslist. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking for time travelers. I'm looking for a time travel technician. That's what they're officially yeah. called. A time technician. So you put this ad out in the paper. This dodgy guy in like a trench coat turns up on your doorstep. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a scientist. Uh, just give me. I, I, I understand time. You can tell because I'm wearing 15 watches. Yeah. G- give me, give me a extra couple of years of your life. Give it to me now. Go on. Go on. I'll, I'll, I'll do the time travel stuff for you. Yeah. Go on. Well, I'll prove you can time travel. Um, time travel five seconds into the past. Yeah, I did. It was great. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Here's, here's as many years as you want. Cheers, mate. Uh, and then he goes off and tries to... Yeah, he obviously then goes He then goes off and um, perfects time travel. Which I he... mean, he can already do it, oh, apparently. Yeah. But you've just given him years for being <laughs> able to do it. I mean, I think it's that his technology only allows him to travel five seconds into the past right now. Yeah, and uh, only him. Only him. Yeah. So, so he need, needs to perfect, to perfect a machine it. for you. Well, I need him to perfect a machine for the guy that discovers immortality. So he can he can time travel the guy back in time when he discovers immortality and gives it to me before I die. OK, so this is this is constructive. We're coming up with ideas. What about the other what scenario? Basically, the other scenario where I can resurrect someone from the dead, but they it's 50-50 whether or not they'll be a person or a zombie. Can I do this only with one person or can I resurrect as many people as I want? You can resurrect as many people as you want. Well, then again, money, 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 money. I put out one of those, you know, you know, those uh, late night medicine ads talking about like, you know, have, do you have trouble with your bladder? Do you, you know, uh, do you have trouble sleeping? Here's, you know, you get this medicine. I put yeah. out one of those ads going, do you not want to die? That, do you that's the feel thing, though, the cold you, grip you... of death upon your shoulders? Yeah, do you that... want to punch death in the face? Then call me Mr. Immortal. See, I wouldn't do it that way because then you're preying on people who are dying and you have to wait for them to die. Just prey on the family members. Say, look, I can bring your son back to life. I can bring your grandma back to life. Give me money and I'll do it. I can bring your dog back to life. Yeah, you can bring animals back to life, Nathan. You could bring beloved, cherished pets back. You say there's only a little problem. They might come back as a zombie and eat your brains. But... Yeah, I may. I, I make sure that that's a really, really, really small print on the contract that I make them sign. Yeah, very small disclaimer at the very bottom. And no one small reads contracts. Small disclaimer in visible ink. So it's technically printed on the page, but they just can't see it. What you do is you put a sticker over it so they don't see it, wait for them to sign it, and then take the sticker off. <laughs> a sticker says, no important information under here. <laughs> Certainly no need to check. <laughs> Certainly no need to consult with your lawyer. And I mean, there are benefits to having zombies. You know, uh, people would pay a lot of money. You could make a zombie army. Oh, Oh, I could contact politicians, kingmakers, all the rich people in the world and offer to bring them back to life after they die. But in return, they'll then owe me forever. And then I kill them, bring them back. And so I get those benefits immediately. Fantastic. 
Obviously, they need to not know that it was me that killed them. Yeah. I will need to promise immortality to an assassin first, kill him, bring him back, make him kill the other people for me. See, it's not really immortality. They'll still just no. live. I mean, I could, or is it? Because I could keep... Can I, can I bring the same person back multiple times? You can, but you're going to die eventually. <laughs> oh, I can't do this to myself. Damn it. <laughs> But wait a minute, I can find the guy that's inventing time travel and then ask him to time travel me back into the past. No, ask him to time travel me into the future. I go dig up my own grave, resurrect myself in the future, time travel back in time and just keep doing that. I mean, you, your solutions are flawless, Nathan. So either way... <laughs> Um, there's no there's no um you know, I, I i you gave me two options and i just walked straight forwards in a logical direction yeah there is no downside to either thing so it's like it's like i've forced it to being not a choice at all exactly if there were Defeating the entire point of this game but yeah if you did take the resurrection and you did keep bringing zombies back. How would you deal with the zombies? Before I bring them back from the dead, I put a muzzle over their faces. That is a very clever and idea. Take oven mitts to their hands so they can't scratch me. <laughs> so either they come back as a zombie and they're really easy to incapacitate, or Granny comes back to life and she's muzzled with oven mitts taped to her hands, terrified, has a heart attack and dies again. Oh yeah, I mean I do have to bring her back like ten times before she stops having a heart attack it's like yeah for god's sake granny i've explained this 10 times i have now have magical bringing people back from the dead powers you will never go to heaven because i will never let you die because i like your lemon slices too much <laughs> and if you've done this 10 times by the laws of luck like the 50 50 chance she's probably going to become a zombie oh could i bring someone back they'd be a zombie i blow their brains out then resurrect them again and then there's a 50 50 chance if i'd bring them back as a person no because you would be bringing a zombie back to life it would be like you're, you're just right. like the science doesn't add up here <laughs> yeah exactly so what are okay, you thinking so one of option. yeah one option i um can offer out my life force to people in exchange for money and power and yeah. time travel and immortality um the other option is I offer out the ability to bring people back from the dead in exchange that when I do bring them back from the dead, I will own them forever and they do whatever I say. And then I um, plan and execute their assassinations and then bring them back and then they're, they're my mindless slaves. Yeah. And if they're zombies, then I just put them in a shed. Okay. <laughs> you just keep, you're just going to keep a horde of zombies in the shed. Uh, eventually, I'll have to buy a second shed. But... Yeah. With the political influence and power that I'm gaining with my resurrections, I will have enough money to buy a second shed. I mean, that is what we all dream of. And maybe, I mean, I don't want to go too crazy here, but maybe I'll have a conservatory. Now you're just being crazy. You might as well just get yourself <laughs> a games room or something. I mean, that's madness. So I believe, I believe that is the best option. I would like to resurrect people and to offer my services to people before they die and say, that when I bring them back, they belong to me. And then those people mysteriously die under very, very mysterious, completely unrelated to me circumstances, and I bring them back. And yeah. either they are now brought back to life and they owe me everything and I own them, or they're a zombie and I um, create a zombie theme park. That would be cool. I would go to the zombie I, I theme open park. Zombie, I, I open zombie Jurassic Park. I open zombie park. What could possibly go wrong? I've seen Jurassic Park and I can't think of a single thing that would go wrong at zombie Jurassic Park. 
exactly. I put up a I put up a small metal wire fence. Yeah. There's no possible way zombies can get past a small metal wire fence. Yeah, put a flimsy chain around their ankles so they can't get away. Yeah, I thought of everything. Yeah. So I am going to control people's lives through the promise of resurrection and open a zombie theme park. The most logical solution is always the simplest, and you've done it. Yes. You know, sometimes people sometimes people try so hard they twist themselves around trying to find the perfect option when it's right there in front of them if they just look. Zombie theme park. That's exactly how I thought this would go, but we had to play it out anyway, Nathan. Yeah, I mean it was obvious from the beginning. Um, yeah. So can I put you down for um, eternal ser- servitude to me if I bring you back from the dead? Do you know I'm going to think about that? And get you back sure? to you. You could die at any moment now, Kyle. I could. That any is... moment. That is true. Go on then. I'll I'll put me down for one. Blam. That was the most oh, no, pathetic sounding blam. <laughs> Whatever will I do? Ooh, Kyle, you're better. So, um, yeah, now you're um Well, are you a zombie? That's the first, if you're a zombie, you have to tell me. A zombie. Uh, shall I flip a coin? Because it's a 50-50 yes. chance. Okay. I mean, it was so tragic how you died just then at the hands of that mysterious assassin who I definitely don't know and um, definitely isn't my cousin Jeffrey. Your, your cousin Jeffrey, who we all wish was dead. <laughs> yeah. He's the one person I'm not going to resurrect. Okay, so uh, what is it? Heads, I'm heads, I'm a zombie. Tails, heads, I'm a zombie because you like to eat people's brains. T- tails, you're resurrected because I specifically resurrected you butt first. Yeah, and heads because I really, really will crave the queen's brain. Okay, exactly. <laughs> oh, tails, I am me. Thankfully. You have been restored, Kyle. And obviously you now um, owe everything to me and must do everything I ever ask of you. No questions asked. Mm. I brought you back into this world and I can take you back out just as easily. No, you can't. I know your power. <laughs> I invented it. Damn it. That was a that was a verbal I mean... contract, Nathan. That means nothing. Also, <laughs> if I had have come back as a zombie, the rest of this episode would have been very, very hard to do. Yes. If you had to, though, sponsored by Cheesy Noblets. And now, here is a word from our sponsors. Godzillion Dollar Ideas! Godzillion Dollar Ideas! The show where we take a randomly selected prompt and invent a new invention, product, or idea that will revolutionise the world. And make godzillions of dollars. I'm Kyle. And I am Nathan. And this is our new podcast. Has this ever happened to you? Oh, gosh, oh, golly. I really wish I had godzillions of dollars, but I don't. Well, now you can, pathetic little child. Godzillion dollar ideas. The latest show from Kyle and Nathan. Guaranteed to help you make godzillions of dollars. Or we'll stab each other in the eyes with spoons. And this is the show that makes more sense than if you had to, though. Yeah, I mean... We're kind of playing up as being really nonsensical, but it's much more yeah, straightforward it's... than we're playing out to be. Yeah, we actually have a proper conversation in this. There is a very yeah, proper format. Like we, we try and avoid getting into segues too much in Godzilla and Dollar Ideas. We actually stay on track for a full 15 minutes and come up with a really great idea at the end that will make us Godzillions of dollars. How do we say that in an advert, though? You could just say that sentence. Honestly, this, like, it's kind of cheesy, but us discussing how to make an advert could make an advert. 
Godzillion Dollar Ideas. Our new podcast brought to you from the If You Had To Though Podomatic Universe. Find it at patreon.com slash if you had to though, or on YouTube or Spotify or wherever. Godzillion Dollar Ideas, sponsored by Crispy Crunch Toothpaste. And now back to the show. We need to talk about uh, what you've been up to, Kyle. We do. Okay, let's let's talk about it. Well, it's been an eventful, I was going to say an eventful week, but really, it's been an eventful year. Yeah. You know, basically your whole life has been building up, culminating in this moment. Yeah. You, Kyle, are now taking your school of duck ballerinas, Sir Quacks-a-Lot Cracking Ducklets, to the International Interspecies Dance Championships in the I mean, United Nations. I mean, it has been it's a struggle. Been, yeah, it's what you've been building towards your entire life. Ever since, you know, ever since you were four years old and you told your parents, one day... I'll take ducks to ballet in the United Nations. Everyone laughed at me. They said, you can't teach ducks ballet. You can teach them croquet. You can teach them crochet. But ballet, no. And they laughed me out of every auditorium. But finally, after all these years of training, we are in the finals. You are in the finals. You you and your, your band of dancing ducks. It's been a journey. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Do you want to tell us a bit about the the hardships and experiences you've been through with your dancing ducks? And also, do you want us to tell us all the names of your dancing ducks? Of course. There's Huey, Dewey, Louie, Stewie, Hank. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, Stewie, Louie. And Hank. And yeah. Hank. Yeah. All boys. Wow. Oh, of course, there is the girl, Gertrude. Oh, I thought you were going to say the girl, girl duck. Yeah, that, well, that's what we call her, because um, we're a very <laughs> sexist organisation. Hello, I'm Gertrude. No, you're a girl duck. What? And we literally just put a bow in her hair and said, you're right, that's it. That's that's all we will know you as now. Girl duck. Yes, girl duck. Yes, it has been an emotional roller coaster. You've been, you know, trying to get into these championships for years and just always getting so close and then stumbling at the last hurdle. But now you're here. Yes. You're in the United Nations and you are getting ready for the International Interspecies Dance Championship. I, I can't believe it. It's, it's, it has been a journey. How does it feel, Kyle? It fe- I, I tell you what, it feels fanquastic. <laughs> well, not everyone agrees with that, especially your competition, your rival, Francois Falafel, who's leading his school of breakdancing penguins. Oh, not those rotters from Penguin House. Yeah, the tailored tappers. <sighs> Monsters. So Francois comes up to you. He's like, ah, Kyle, I see you've brought your little yellow creatures again. You know what they are, Francois. They're ducks. Not everything can be as black and white as you and your breakdancing penguins. <laughs> you and your all your colours, they're disgusting to me. All you care about is newspapers and black and white TV and zebras. You're a monster, Francois. A monster. <laughs> be that as it may. I don't know what accent I have, <laughs> but you may think I'm a monster, but I'm a monster that wins. I've won this championship every year for the last five years. And I'm not going to let some outsider like you with a bunch of little 
February freaks ruin it for me. You may have won every year up until now, but this year, Francoise, it's the duck's turn to rise. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is this is dramatic stuff. Yeah, this so this was the, the banter that went on before the show. You're yeah, well, you're you're having this intense head-to-head discussion in Francois's uh, private private dressing room. Yes. Uh, he pulled you away before the championship. He wanted to speak to you, bird dance tutor to bird dance tutor. Of course. And so he takes you into his dressing room. Uh, you have, and while you're walking there, you have this this discussion. And when he takes you into the dressing room, um, you are slightly distracted because in the corner of the room there is a bear playing with a yo-yo. Yeah, that that is a little strange considering. Yeah, you weren't expecting to see Barry. No, you, know, you didn't. You didn't think he was going to be here, and you didn't. And you didn't think he liked yo-yos. This is very surprising. Very, very strange. I mean, he's usually <laughs> playing harmonica whenever I see him. But Exactly. So, yeah, he, he distracts you for half a second, and that's enough time. You feel a terrible, sharp pain in the back of your head, and everything goes black. And Not white. black and white. <laughs> just black it goes black and then you wake up and it all goes white for a second as you're blinded by the light of course um so it all goes black and then it all goes white and then normal colors resume (laughs) and you have woken up gaffer taped to a chair on the top floor of the building which obviously you know the united nations um they've got plenty of empty floors so you know you're alone on this floor gaffer taped to a to a chair damn you francois falafel (laughs) and you can see in the corner of the room a clock the championship will begin in less than a minute and you know that if you're not there sir cracks a lot cracking ducklets will be disqualified i can't everything huey louis dewey stewie and hank have been fighting for and the girl and the girl all that they have been trying to do and the girl that kind of takes part as well i guess um yeah she's sort of they've you know they've worked so hard to bring themselves out of poverty it's all going to come to nothing because you know if you if you come second place in the dance championship you not just lose the dance championship you get baked into a pie i know me and my little ducklings baked in a pie yes you included they they bake the human tutor into the pie with it's a huge pie i've got to say yeah and then i know that francoise is going to eat it just to spite me to be fair it would be a pretty big pie if they baked all the penguins as well yeah so you know depending on the species of birds you know because some of the other some of the other competitions there there's a there's a um an ostrich that uh does the fandango yes he is quite impressive steve Mm. and you know that would be quite a big pie so you know the stakes are high and you know that you have less than a minute to get back down down to the championship ballroom and bring your your team on yes for our rendition of the nutcracker (laughs) yes the nutcracker so you look around the room and you can see only two possible ways to escape. Okay. You can either wheel the chair, because it's uh, one of those desk chairs on wheels. Um, you can wheel the chair out through the window, try and grab a flag and turn it into a parachute and set and you know sail, glide, air glide into the dance studio. Mm-hmm. Or you can roll into the fireplace in the corner, knock over the bottle of Gregory's world famous ultra flammable whiskey and try to melt the gaffer tape off of you. Oh, OK. So, I mean, I 
So there is you what you think is the best option to get back to your team. Yeah, I mean, with both options, there's a chance where something fatal could happen to me. Like one, I could plummet and fall to my death. Another, I could burn to death. Or you could plummet, you could have a piece of glass broken into your face. There is that. Or you don't even smash through the window and you just give yourself a deadly concussion. <laughs> yeah, I just hit the window and pass out again. Everything goes to black and white and I wake up in a pie. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> exactly. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been in this sort of scenario before, but never with two options like this in front of us. Okay, so I would have to go at the window at full force to try and smash through it if I if yes. I was going with this. You're at, the, you're at the end of the office and you need to run along... Like, you're gaffer taped but your feet can touch the ground you can do little like the tips of your toes running yeah i'm like fred flintstone when he's bowling uh, exactly so tippy toeing along you know, if you work out the angles just right you can smash through that window and the glass will cut through the gaffer tape freeing you from the chair and then you can grab a, a flag turn it into a parachute and fly back into the studio see what i could do is go at it full force and then spin in the chair so i'm facing backwards to the window the glass will cut into the gaffer tape around me freeing me and i won't get hit by the glass then i grab the parachute flag and float down perfectly safe you have to, it's a flag first you have to you have to turn it into a parachute yeah so you i have mean to grab I, the flag hold it into a parachute shape it's not already conveniently parachute shaped no but i'm assuming that i'll i'll do it on the day when i get there yeah this is one of those things you don't need to practice no you it's do in the moment you, yeah. yeah. So my other option, or you roll towards the fireplace, knock the bottle of whiskey, and you know, douse yourself, and then you know drop into the fireplace. Yeah. And there is no other option I can think of at this time to no, break myself free. You could not think of any other options. No. There are there are many, there but maybe other options. Yeah. But you're too dumb to think of any others than those two. This is all I can think of in the moment. I mean, I'm pretty distracted as well i mean i need to get down there and be with my ducks and get them on stage yeah there's no there's no time to look around properly and see if there's a convenient pair of scissors that's just that, that, that you know that's just not going to work no so oh now would it be better would it, like if i did not be able to grab a hold of the flag or i got him paled with glass or i knocked myself out then i wouldn't be able to get back down there but if i exactly. burned myself i would be uh, it would free me from the gaffer tape yes i would be on fire but i could still get down there and it would be a flamboyant entrance it would can you imagine you would, you would show up francois like in his in his sparkling sequin outfit he thinks he's the bell of the ball and then you turn up in the most extravagant accessory of them all fire exactly i run on stage and yeah they say wow he's on fire and Francoise is sitting there <laughs> scrunching up his newspaper in anger so yeah nathan i think that's the best thing to do run on stage on fire you think, you think it's more likely that running uh, setting yourself on fire and melting the gaffer tape off will work better than smashing out of a window and um turning a flag into a parachute I don't know. How many floors up am I? 67. 67. See, I'm thinking if I can't quite make the flag into a parachute, then I'm going to plummet. I don't and... think you can do it. 
I, I don't doubt myself, but I also have never... Even yourself. Yeah, I've, I've also never crafted flags into parachutes before. So it would be a first for me. Whereas, yeah, because that's the most difficult part of, of, of that. Yeah, and also I would have to, as I smash through the window, do it at an angle that I would free myself as well. Otherwise, I can't even reach up to grab the flag. I'm just plummeting. That's true, yes. You would need... Like, the flag is right there in front of the window you'd need to be free instantly to grab the flag whereas it, there's definitely no other there's no other flags on the way down outside the united nations building no just this one perfect flag just right where i need it thankfully yeah i mean what was the, what was the flag of again it was of all of the different animals of the world and then you know peter in the center they're all holding their fists at each other in furious anger like we're gonna beat the shit out of you that's, that's the message of the United Nations. Yeah, whereas it's, I, I think it's a lot easier to set myself on fire than it is to try and craft a parachute out of a flag after crashing through a window. So you're going to douse yourself in yep. Gregory's ultra-flammable whiskey. Yes. And then roll into the fireplace. Roll into the fireplace, free myself, charge down the 50 flights of stairs, jump onto the stage and present my quacking ducklets well, and show up. That is obviously what you did, Kyle. It is what I did, yes. You, you moved at full speed into the fireplace, smashing that bottle all over yourself and bursting yourself into flames. And yes, you were free. Well, you're partially free. The back half of a chair has melted into your spine, but your arms and legs did, did get free. Yeah, I've always so got a backrest now. You just have, you just have a yeah, permanent backrest. And, and you said you wanted to run down there wild on fire. You weren't going to stop, drop and roll. You were going to immediately run. There's no into time, the Nathan. There is no, no there, time. No time. I am on the clock. I need to get down there You're ASAP. Are you going to uh, take the stairs or get take an elevator? No, I think I would take the stairs. Like I would leap over the banister of the stairs and like be falling on fire, uh, plummeting down well, fire through these stairs. Your extra speed, obviously. That's how fire works. Exactly. I would feel like a superhero briefly. I mean. Through the pain, obviously, I wouldn't be thinking I much say, at all. Yeah, but... I don't think superheroes are usually in that much excruciating pain. <laughs> no, and obviously I would need a trip to the hospital afterwards, but... So you're going to set yourself on fire, melt yourself into a chair, run down the stairs, jump down the stairs. You'd probably break both your legs and yeah. crawl to the dance studio on fire like at yeah. the last minute. It's like, they're, they're at the stage, they're all going, um, so it appears that Sir Quacksalot Quacking Ducklets cannot compete this year. And thus, it is my solemn duty to declare them... Stop! This, what? <laughs> and then I you crawl onto crawl the stage. onto the dance floor with your broken legs, your half-melted body burning, burning yeah. for a crisp. Setting the stage and itself on fire in the process, exactly. just for more dramatic effect. But you know, you have faith in your team. You know that they will be able to ballet around the fire in a yes. beautiful ballet of ballet yes my beautiful rendition of the nutcracker and i mean that's what happened and well do you want to tell us what happened in the championship car i mean we came in third but 
but it was worth it. It was worth it. And when you walked up to shake the hands of the uh, people who won, they then caught on fire and um, burnt to death. So they got disqualified because they're dead. So you did go home with the trophy. Technically, yes. I mean, I stole it. Um, you aren't supposed to take the trophies home, but... No. Unfortunately, Francois was not one of the um, the two um, teams that were above you and that you killed. He did come in fourth because yeah. he was a little distracted by the um, half-burning crippled man. Yeah, sort of played to my advantage in the end. It did, it did put the tailored tappers off their game. Yeah. Plus they're penguins. They really don't do quite well in the heat. So the on-fire stage did have them a big disadvantage. Yeah. So as much as a bunch of sweating penguins undoing undoing their 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 shirts buttons and they're taking off their jackets, they were just too warm. So I came out trumps in the end. I mm-hmm. I feel that there was no downside to what I did. No, no. I mean, definitely not the fact that um, half your face has been melted um, and a, a chair has been fused to your spine. These are the things that a manager has to go through to get their team to success. Yes. And I stand by what I did, and I would do it again. I mean, well, you would stand by it if you could stand, but you can't. No. I am, and thankfully, I am... you were fused to a, a, a wheelie chair, so that's exclusively how you move around now. Yeah, I've just uh, got it motorised so that yes. I can get around places. Uh, I can... Pull the string, and it goes... And you, um, you know, trot, trot around the place. Yeah, lo- the only things that I can currently move is my little finger, and that's how I get around, and my vocal cords. That's how I'm speaking to you now from this giant gaping hole in my face. Yes, the giant gaping hole in your face. I didn't want to bring it up, but now that you brought it up, it's I feel like I've got a natural segue. Yeah. I did notice, I have to be honest with you, Carl. I, really? Oh. I did notice a giant gaping hole in your face. But I put this like this swanky cap on and yeah no but i mean the hole goes through both ways i can see the wall behind you oh you can see oh well you know uh, thanks for not bringing it up until i brought it up though that that was that was good of you i mean i feel like the the glasses on top it gives you gives you a um a um distinguished quality yeah i kind of look like when uh joey puts his head in a chicken in friends with the big pair of sunglasses the big fez yes that's what you look like not a um horrific nightmare from hell i mean to be honest now that now that both our stories have come out we can tell the real truth of what happened you finished the competition and then you died and i resurrected you you did indeed and i obviously i resurrected you but you know you're fused to a chair um, and now that i've resurrected you you can't die from your current injuries yeah and i don't thank you at all i'm in constant agony uh, no matter how much you want to you cannot die from these injuries yeah i, I really you. really want to yeah but you can't move enough of your body to even throw yourself out the window no i am trapped in this chair forever but my team <laughs> won and that's all that matters it is all that matters so quacks a lot quacking ducklets have reached the finals. They have won. They, and it is a beautiful moment. It's all that they've dreamed of. And I think the best way to honour them was to bake them into this pie that I'm currently eating. I mean, yeah. It's what they would have wanted. wanted. Well, yeah. It's what they told me they wanted. You know, when I told you I'd look after them while you were recovering from your injuries, 
they then immediately told me, we want to be put into a, a pie, Uncle Nathan. <laughs> Sweet Uncle Nathan. Please bake us into a pie. We would love that yeah, ever so that's much. that's what happened, Carl. That's definitely what yeah. happened. I mean, you can trust me. I'm the oh, one yes. that brought you back to life after all. I wouldn't lie to you. No. I'm the one that brought you back and will keep bringing you back and will never let you die, Carl. I... I think we need to end the podcast. Uh, I need to go and... There is no Kyle. It would never end. I need to go and sit in a corner and scream for eight hours straight. So um, (laughs) uh, you can... If you like the podcast, then you can find more episodes on our Patreon at patreon.com slash if you had to though. Uh, And you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle M. Bennett. That's Kyle underscore M underscore Bennett with two N's and two T's. The Patreon fund is going towards constructing Kyle a pair of new robotic legs. I needed just a complete robot body, I think. Yes. Well, we start with the legs first. Robot legs, a mannequin's body and a... um, a a bust of the queen as your head fantastic that'll do me yep i mean i can't think of any any site that more encapsulates your inner beauty kyle yeah i mean it's pretty much back to the way i was yes exactly and yes you can you can contribute to that by contributing to our patreon that you can follow me um on twitter at n vozniak art which is n w o z n i a k a-R-T, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nathan underscore Wozniak. No, there's no underscore. It's just Nathan Wozniak, at Nathan Wozniak. Which so is remember that, everyone. Nathan <laughs> underscore Wozniak. Remember that underscore. It's important. <laughs> um, yes, Wozniak is spelled N-O. <laughs> N-O. Yeah. So do an underscore, then N-O, and that's how you find Nathan. That's it. That's how you find Nathan. Underscore. Nathan underscore no is... Um, <laughs> How you find Nathan? Wonderful. I'm going to stop talking now. Yes, uh, this has been if you had to though. I have been a mess of a human, and I control all of your lives and all of your deaths. So yes. see you next time, guys. Da 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 da. Bye.